Hey friends, I hope that you enjoyed this tip episode today for when you are struggling to start a habit. I did want to let you know that our Joyful Health coaching course is now closed for this year. We will be open next year, Lord willing. Um, But if you do want some more help in starting a movement habit, um, you can work with me. I do virtual training sessions. You can go to joyfulhealth.co and then click on shop. And then there's a link to sign up for joyful movement training. Um, So I love to be able to coach you through that. And yeah, let us know if you do have any more topics or suggestions, and we would love to work with you on that. All right. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the joyful health show. I'm your host, Casey Schuler, mom, personal trainer, and Bible study author. And I'm here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hey, joyful health friends. Welcome to the show today. Today, we just have a one-off episode just to give you a few tips about when you are struggling to start a habit. As you know, this episode is based off of freedom. So this season, we are really getting free. We're able to kind of put off the old self and putting on the new self and understanding what those old habits are that are no longer um, serving us in the growth, the maturation, the sanctification, what it means to become more like Christ. So this topic comes from a listener's suggestion. They talk about how they want to get healthy, but their main struggle is starting. So I hear you on that and I struggle with that myself. So here we're just going to give you a few main points to kind of think about and to help you push away the doubt, set that aside, the sin that clings so closely and run with perseverance, the race that is set before you, keeping your eyes on Christ. So if you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, head to joyfulhealth.co slash podcast Fill out the form at the bottom, or you can leave us a voice message there. And I'd love to be able to hear from you and to answer your questions, to speak on the next topic concerning your health, your relationship with Jesus. Okay. So our topic today is based off of Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 verses 20 starts with like this, but this is not the way that you came to know Christ. And this is talking to the Ephesians. Paul says, Surely you heard of him and were taught in him and keeping with the truth that is in Jesus to put off your former way of life, your old self, which is being corrupted by its, by its deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God and true righteousness and holiness. Okay, so we're going to break down this verse um, as we go, but this is really just our anchor for what it means to um, create a new habit because that word habit doesn't occur in the Bible, but the growth as a Christian of being born again, it's like being a baby and then you want to have habits that, um, that are ordered after the design of discipline and delight of what it means to become more like God and, and to set our old self away. And that's, that's really hard to do. It's dying to self. (laughs) So the only way we can do that is through the Lord's help and through his spirit. And so we want to have him go first here. Um, so I did want to bring up a model of change because if you're thinking, 
while it is really hard to start a new habit, there is, you might find yourself in one of these places. So the trans theoretical model of change, big word, um, starts off with pre-contemplation. Pre-contemplation is you are not even aware of changing yet. You're not even aware that this current way is not helpful and that you need a new way. And then the next stage is contemplation. Contemplation is when that awareness starts to come into mind. Um, It might be because you got a blood panel back from your doctor and you didn't get great results and you think, oh, I really need to make a change. Or it might be positively motivated by you see your friend who has been going to the gym and it's really been changing their life as far as getting active and um, increasing their mood. Or it could also be you realize, oh, I used to do this thing before when I was younger and I feel like it really helped me and I got out of that. And so why did I get out of it and how can I get back into that good habit? That may be just getting good sleep or being disciplined with reading your Bible, drinking more water, um, whatever it might be. And then the next stage of change is preparation. Preparation is when you know that you are committed to a change and you are starting to do the things to in order to enact that change. The next stage is action. So you are full in, you are in the middle of it, you're doing it. It might not be practicing it every day. You might not be um, tracking you know, your water intake every day, but you are making a conscious effort to ingrain this habit into your daily life. Okay, and then the next stage of change is maintenance. Maintenance is generally when you have been practicing this habit continually for about six months. And that means it is part of your day. It's just weaved into your life as a a natural thing. And if you didn't do it, then you would feel a little bit out of sorts because now it's kind of a part of you. So let me just start off with, for example, if someone wants to start a, uh, a workout habit or just really wants to be moving more regularly and they feel, oh, I used to do that or I want to start doing that. And that feels like a huge hurdle. Okay. So four questions to ask yourself (laughs) is number one, is this the right habit? Does this flow from who you already are and who you believe God is creating you to be in the righteousness and holiness of the truth? And that's from the Ephesians four and the amplified version of that scripture says to be created in God's image and the righteousness and holiness of the truth, which means living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. So here at Joyful Health, we um, like to talk about joy as being grace expressed. So if this new habit is a way just to express your gratitude um, for the grace that you have been given, for the body that you have been given, that this is a gift, then yes, then moving is an expression of that. It's not a punishment for what you have done, but it is gratitude for what God has done and giving you this body in this life so that you can fully um, live for him and live with him. So, and this is also out, a lot of these tidbits are out of um, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. It's a great book. Um, I will give you a warning if you are trying to get out of the diet culture mindset. He does talk a lot about weight loss in there. So just be warned um, there, or you can just listen to this podcast episode and and I'll talk a lot about that too. Um, And I also have a 
a PDF of you can print out. So for example, if you do want to start a new movement habit, um, I have a lot of these things in there that it's a worksheet. And so you kind of say, oh, what are my core values? What's really important to me? And, and how can I express that through movement? What kind of activities do I love to do? Um, what activities bring me joy and how can I be closer to the Lord when I do these things? Um, so being able to take care of your body, for example, is an action that reflects a heart posture of care towards your body. So if you think about, well, not just who you are now, but who you believe you want to be in the Lord, do you want to be a person who takes care of yourself? Do you want to be a person who takes care of the design that, to honor the design that God has given you? Do you want to be a person that is ready to help others in need, who is physically fit enough to do that? Or, you know, think about what your what your goal is, or do you, for me, it's oftentimes I want to feel, um, I want to not think about myself so much during the day and working out helps me do that. Helps me just get out of my own head and look for it. <laughs> um, and not think so much about me, but really strengthens that part of me that allows me to think about others and the way that I feel like Jesus is asking me to do is to love him and love others. So number one, is this the right habit? Um, so it could be related to a workout goal or water. So just think about how is this related to my identity um, in Christ and how he is making to me to be more like him? And how is this expressing a life of gratitude towards God's salvation? Okay, number two, is this the right goal? So maybe you have decided, yes, this is the right habit. I know I want to do it. I know I believe that this is the right thing. We start with belief. And then we start to get down into the nitty gritty of, okay, now how? <laughs> I know the why. Now what's the how? Is this the right goal? So smart goals can be helpful, but I don't like that the first word is specific. I would really like the first word of that to be either relevant or purposeful. So how does it actually support your day? So a SMART goal, the acronym is S-M-A-R-T, which stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. But there is another acronym that we can use called PACT, P-A-C-T. The P stands for purposeful. Um, this is a goal that is aligned with your core values. So for example, if you think, okay, my habit is to, I want to work out more. Um, if it is not serving the purpose of, for example, if you want to love your family well in the season and um, the goal is that you're thinking, I'm going to go ahead and train for a 5k or a half marathon or something that is going to um, take a ton of your time outside of your family to train, then that might not be serving the purpose for the season that God has given you. So think about what is the season that you are in? Um, how can you fully love God and people in the season? And how is this habit, how is this goal aligned with that? So P is for purposeful. Think of how this is serving the purpose of loving God and people in your life right now. Okay, next is A for actionable. So their goals can either be behavior-based or results-oriented. So behavior-based goals kind of let the results go because there are a lot of outcomes that we cannot control, <laughs> um, which is really helpful to think about, okay, I can't control 
um, you know, if maybe I get injured down the road or if I lose weight or don't lose weight or if this if this really does help my blood markers. I, we can't always control those factors, but what we can do is to be able to um, focus on the things that we can engage in. For example, um, that actionable goal would be to, okay, I'm going to set out to um, go on a walk for 30 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, right after breakfast. So make sure that it is both time, that your habit has both a time and a place. You're giving it a home in your life. So you think about your day and where that habit can live. And so where you can make a space for that. And so that way you are saying, okay, this is when I'm going to do this. It can be, you can habit stack, for example, um, you know, attaching it to something that you're already doing, like, oh, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm going to do a few of my physical therapy exercises while I'm doing that. I can roll my wrist around if I'm rehabbing my wrist, something like that. So actionable is just really focusing on what simple action can I take um, to start this habit? And then C is for continuous, just making it simple, repeatable, and open to continuous improvement. So going back to Ephesians, talks about being continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, which means to have a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, putting on that new self, the regenerated and renewed nature. So what I love about habits is that there really is no failure. There's only feedback. So for example, if you are wanting to start an intuitive eating habit and you think, oh gosh, I overate or I really didn't listen to my body, um, that is feedback. That's feedback for that specific instance so that you can use that information to continually improve upon that habit. And this is not in your own doing. It's not of your own works. It's by the grace of God. So being able to take the pressure and the focus off yourself, um, we are being renewed. (laughs) So this is the spirit of God doing this work and we are allowing him to do it putting ourselves aside and being open to, um, not just, not just really being so rigid in our habit goal too, but allowing God to mold it and shape it. And as we are allowing him to do that, he is shaping us and our vision of what this habit is going to do to make us more Christ-like. So always having, um, his word in mind to anchor us in the right goal and habit for us. Okay. Finally, T for packed is trackable. So being trackable, it doesn't have, you don't have to write down numbers. This can be qualitative information versus quantitative. For example, our body blessings journal, we talk about, we have an intuitive eating tracker page with a joyful movement tracker page, and we're not tracking miles or steps or calories. We're instead tracking okay, during this meal, how did I feel when I ate a certain food? Did I feel too full? Did I feel pretty good? Did I feel hungry right away? Okay, maybe I should um, take that feedback as information and add some, you know, add some more protein or fat to keep me more satisfied. Or, you know, maybe I need to plan ahead next time for this kind of busy season. So being trackable doesn't mean you have to um, 
write down all these things. You don't have to be a slave to that tracker, but you can make it more open-ended and just say, did I do this habit today? Yes or no? Check it off. Um, if you want a habit tracker, I've also heard of that GitHub is a great way to just like, you can mark it green or not. And then over time you can see that pattern of your habit tracking instead of having to be so attached to numbers. You can just kind of take a bigger overall view of this because really that is, you know, your whole life view. You don't have to get the nail this thing down right now. Um, God's transformational work is often over time. And so it's allowing us to be patient to be able to see the big picture. Okay. So that's packed P A C T. Once again, that's purposeful, actionable, continuous, and trackable. Okay. Third question to ask yourself when you're struggling to start a new habit is what has worked for you before? So if you have started a new habit, um, especially if you have done a workout habit before, okay, how did you get started before? What was helpful for you? Was it, um, having a friend to do it with you pretty on a regular basis to keep you accountable and the, and to draw you out and to go in and just, just do it. Or was it a different program that you really liked? Um, and that really kept you just kept you on track with what that habit that you needed. And also being able to stand upon what has worked before allows you to start from that place of confidence and that you're not no longer focusing on how I can't do this, how I didn't start this habit yesterday, but how you have started it before that today is a new day. His mercies are new every morning allows you to kind of put that doubt aside and run forward with, um, focusing on Jesus, that race set before us. So, um, kind of think about what has worked for you in the past and starting maybe either this new habit or just a new habit in your life. And how can you repeat that or add some of that back in? Okay. Question number four, how can you make it easier to start? <laughs> um, so one of my friends did this thing called deer the, over the summer, which stood for drop everything and read. We have a lot of acronyms today. And I thought, oh, that's really helpful. Um, so when, if it's for a movement, for example, I thought about, okay, how can I drop everything and move? What's the acronym for that? <laughs> drop really everything and move dream. You know, if you want to make it an acronym, great. But the premise behind this is just, you know, a lot of starting a new habit. It's a lot of it's in our head. We're in that preparation mode versus the action mode. So how can we move from that preparation to action in a low barrier way? So if it's to like, you know, if, if you really, if your habit is just to move more for the day, then sometimes that means just, Oh, okay. What am I doing? When can I move right now? When's my next movement break? Okay. In 45 minutes, I'm just going to drop everything. Um, I don't have to have my whole day finished. I don't have my have to have my task list finished in order to engage in this habit. I can just do some jumping jacks or go walk around the house up and down the stairs or lift my leg up and down for five minutes. And great. I have taken action and then I can build upon that success. So being able to make that easier to start, this is also in the atomic habits book. Um, when talking about habits, there's cue craving routine and reward. So the cue, um, is something that, um, triggers us to, Oh, 
I think I need to do this. The craving is for something that makes it um, enjoyable. So when it, you make it easier um, in your brain, you think, oh, that was really easy to do last time. And I walked away feeling better and my body and about myself. So I want to go back to that. So that's where you build in that craving. The routine is being able to make it really doable. So in your life, you can use that habit stacking or, you know, if you want to go to a gym and in the past, going to a class has really helped you get you started, then make it something that's on the way, <laughs> make it something that's in the neighborhood or just, um, already accessible to you to make it easier to build in to your life. So kind of look for those things that are already around you, something that you already have. Okay. So, and then cue craving routine reward. The reward is to be able to make it, um, where you really have enjoyed this and and this is and it also um kind of tells you gives that internal feedback oh this really is who i am and this makes me a better version of myself um of who god is creating me to be that created in god's image and the righteousness and holiness of the truth living in a way that expresses to god your gratitude for your salvation so knowing that god has already saved us the pressure is really off for you to make yourself a better version of yourself because God has already, he's already saved our spirit. And now we get to just really step into that, um, and participate with him and that, and just activate our faith. So, um, a big part of it is just surrendering, <laughs> surrendering. That doesn't have to be all on you. Um, that is the spirit's work to allow us to be continually renewed. Um, when in doubt, go back to Jesus's life. So that verse also talks about, um, in verse 21, um, if you have been taught by him, just as the truth is in Jesus, as in revealed his life and personified in him. So think about Jesus's life. He would get away from the crowds to go be with his father. And so he kind of dropped everything and went to go pray, um, early in the morning or, you know, like often the disciples were going to look for him and he was, he went, he went away. He, um, went to go be with his father. That was purposeful, actionable, continuous, trackable. Um, you don't have to use these acronyms. Sometimes it can just be helpful to, to think about, to, um, you know, when we're trying to start a new habit, we want to tether it to a long-term memory. And so that being something easy to remember or something that you've already done before. So I hope that some of these tips have helped when thinking about when you're struggling to start a new habit. And I'm looking forward to hearing about what habit it is that you are wanting to start and what your pact is or what is the next action step that you are going to take towards that. Okay. Let me go ahead and pray for us and I'll send you out. Um, Lord, thank you so much for, um, having us here today. Thank you that for the desire to become more like you. Um, it is hard to be able to put ourselves aside and, um, to become, less and for you to become greater and to lose our life so that we can save it in you. And so we pray for um, your Holy Spirit power to work um, in each of us. I thank you for the whole body that we can encourage one another in this journey and build one another up in love. And so I pray for those who are going throughout their day, um, that you would lift them up and that they would move in action and expressing the gratitude of their salvation towards you in Jesus name. Amen. All right, friends, until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy.
congrats. If you are hearing this, that means you've made it to the finish line. Give yourself a high five for me and thank you for listening all the way through. I hope and pray this episode has blessed you so that you can more fully enjoy God, glorify him and bless others. Outside of learning in the podcast, we invite you to come watch our free masterclass on how to leave diets for good and start finding joy in God as you get healthy in body, mind, and spirit. You can find that class and more free resources at joyfulhealth.co slash freebies. And before you go, could you take a moment and share this episode with someone else who is tired of all the wellness rules and wants to rest in God's grace and the Holy Spirit's power for their health? It would mean so much to me and be a huge help to us as we spread the word. And also a big giant thank you to all our podcast guests, to Amanda Reynolds for editing the podcast, and to my husband Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. It truly takes a village, and we are so glad that you are a part of ours. 